0: This is Unfiltered, episode 132, for February 4th, 2015.
1: Urgent meeting at the White House this evening, the President Jordan's King Abdullah, as the world now reacts to the brutal death of a hero pilot. We are not showing any pictures of those moments, but this time a whole new level of brutality.
2: The sadistic murder of the 26-year-old Jordanian pilot... Put in a cage and then set on fire in images ABC News will not broadcast, shocked a world today that thought it could no longer be shocked by ISIS.
3: About say internet, ISIS, ISIL, or anything that begins with the letter I. Welcome to this episode of Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you shouldn't be walking, watching instead of walking. My name is Chase, and that's Chris over there. Hey, Chris. hello,
0: Mister Nunes. It's good to hey. be here on episode one thirty-two of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show. And uh, yeah, you're right. We got a whole like range of stuff yes. we're going to start with. Uh, ISIS is going to be a big topic. Today. ISIL, Chris Dash. Uh, and then uh, also, we're going to have to talk about the net neutrality stuff that came out today. Internet, that's another I. Boom. Uh, but I thought maybe we could start somewhere that just about everybody in the whole world can relate to. And that is the crazy fluctuating prices of oil. I know. Have you been noticing they're going back up a little bit? Yeah, recently?
3: I heard. I saw there was like a, a spike, a big spike.
0: Yeah, and uh, I feel like your Unfiltered show ha- has all of the resources at hand to help explain what the heck is going on with the price of oil and where it's going to be at for a little bit. So that's where we're going to start today. All right. Then we'll get into, Then right after that we'll get into net neutrality. So Chase, yes, uh, sir.
4: if you were at the pump recently,
0: yeah. you may have noticed the prices have increased and uh, this spot mm. covers that.
4: Gas prices are creeping up this morning. AAA says the average price jumped to $2.07 overnight and it is the eighth straight day of increases. The spike comes after prices fell for a record 123 days so are the days of two dollar gas over anthony mason is with us anthony good morning good morning gas price is going to go up
5: well i think it's inevitable that they are going up and i mean you know we've had this seven months essentially a free fall and it's felt really nice at the pump but you you knew it had to stop somewhere and it looks like (laughs) i don't
0: pump my own gas
5: Oil finally is trying to find a bottom here, and, and it's you know, got down as low as $43 a barrel, with, went above 50 yesterday. How high back up, that's not clear, but there has been a paradigm shift here. We're going to have cheaper gas, not as cheap as it's been the last couple of weeks, but we're going to have cheaper gas for the next oh, wow. year. Oh, you know, the-
0: cheaper gas for the next year.
5: Uh, now uh look,
0: well he 'll break down why some of this isn't it 's so it 's such fail.
5: The estimate by the energy department is it 's going to be two dollars and thirty three cents for the year that 's fully more than a dollar a gallon lower than it was last year, so we 're ahead. Does it represent any kind of change of decision by oil producers i don 't think so yet, Charlie. I mean one thing is clear the lower now that decision would be are they going to
0: stop producing since there is too much oil in the market? Yet nobody is cutting back production. What Charlie's really asking is, there, is is the prices going up because somebody has rumored that they're going to cut back production. Exactly.
5: That's yep. what he's really yeah. asking. You're right. Yeah. Prices means you know, the energy companies are cutting back. Uh, the, the energy department still estimates U.S. production will go up again this year even with that. Wow. But, but you are seeing, you know, you're seeing cutbacks in investment, you're seeing cutbacks in production, and you're going to see layoffs if you haven't already.
6: So what's
4: behind the increase?
5: Well, I think really what you're seeing at the moment is Shift overs and refine So this is his
0: explanation as to why the price of oil is going up. Oh, you know, shiftovers and maintenance, which. This is always a line that gets tossed every, around. Every year. I know. every I
5: know. Year. Well, you know, we have some
0: refineries down yeah, for maintenance. We're going to bust that myth uh, in the next clip. But here, let them finish. Yeah.
5: Areas, they do a lot of maintenance this time of year. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. a big strike going on.
0: We'll talk about more in, in, a, in a minute. And actually, well, it's well, in
5: our local area, too. All right. The refineries are saying that that's not affecting their production yet. I, I think really what you're seeing is there, there was so much momentum down, it had to stop at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, What the market's been trying to do for the last couple of months is figure out what the new price of oil is. U.S. production has soared in the last six years. It's gone from five million barrels a day to nine point two million. That's changing the whole the whole paradigm in the rest of the world.
0: All right, so let's uh, stop right here. So the price of oil, he says, the price of oil is kind of going up because of changeovers and maintenance. Uh, this is something I want. Th- this clip uh, comes from last week. I, I I pulled it from last week's overtime folder and moved it into the news because it happens to fit. And if you listen carefully, you'll see that uh, the price of oil and what it's going to be for the next year was recently decided at a meeting. And that's pretty much now that meeting's over. They've all gone home, and guess what? The price of oil is going to exactly what they discussed at this meeting. Ah.
7: The snowy slopes of Davos, Switzerland, are far removed from the desert sands of the Middle East, but it's events in that region that are dominating the agenda here at the World Economic Forum, mainly the plunging cost of crude. With oil prices at better than a five-year low, we'll look at the impact this will have on the region's producers, but also the relief it provides to the region's importers as well. Marketplace Middle East is looking at both sides of the oil debate. So this was recorded, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) This was
0: recorded about two weeks ago for CNN. They don't play it on their uh, main, uh, I don't think they play it here in the States, but you can get on their national
7: One of the key issues in this Swiss Alpine Valley was the threat of peak oil, the inability to find new energy reserves.
2: I, Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear.
7: U.S. President Barack Obama took the oath of office, promising to do something to reduce America's dependency on foreign crude. Fast forward to 2015. U.S. shale producers are cranking out nearly 4 million barrels a day. More daily output than oil-rich Iraq. Since their meeting in November, OPEC producers led by Saudi Arabia have refused to cut their production in a battle for market share, suggesting non-OPEC players can do so if they are worried about prices. If they want to cut production, they are welcome.
0: Minister of Petroleum, Saudi Arabia.
7: Certainly, Saudi Arabia is not going to cut. And this is a position you'll hold for, what, the first six months of 2015? The position will hold forever, not 2015. As a result, oil wow. is not $115 a barrel like last June, but hovering below $50. Five.
0: Now, this is extremely important. So these are all the guys that run all these different oil companies. They're all sitting in this room doing an anonymous vote right now. That's what that noise is. And they all have these little voting things in their hands. And they're nice. all voting on what the price of oil should be. Okay. I thought and, they were playing password. And they're going to come to a consensus via this method. This is how they do it. <laughs> this is how they This is how they set this. Anonymous
3: in-person voting.
7: This is how they set the price of have, oil.
3: They could have just used, like, you know, a simple poll
7: or something like that, but... As a result, oil is not $115 a barrel like last June, but hovering below $50. Leading up to the Davos annual meeting, energy executives polled at this Gulf Intelligence Energy Forum say prices will remain between $50 and $60 this year. Industry analysts say stability, or the so-called end point, when oil can level off between $70 to $90 a barrel, could be three to five years away.
8: This endpoint will only come, nobody talks about demand today, but it will only come when global demand is again strong enough to match A, the increased production growth in North America, which we have seen, and B, OPEC production at whatever level they desire.
0: I think that's fascinating, don't you? Hmm. So that's why the price of oil is going back up a little bit.
3: Well, and the good news is, you know, at least a lot of places that use a lot of energy, like airlines and such, you know, at least they're passing those costs along to us. You know, with all those, those savings. savings. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. totally. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. So, can we talk a little about this strike? Yes. All right. I'll play the clip, and then we'll talk about the uh, the local angle. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a pretty big strike. At least the biggest they're saying since the 80s.
9: So sticking with the United States, uh, where union leaders have launched the country's largest oil strike since the 1980s. Workers at nine oil refineries and chemical plants are demanding a boost in salaries and benefits as well as improvement of safety standards. Here's Marina Portnaya.
8: The last time U.S. oil workers called for a national strike, Jimmy Carter was president and the work stoppage lasted three months. (laughs) Oil companies are hoping the current strike doesn't last that long, but contingency plans are reportedly being implemented at some affected facilities. Now, on Sunday, the United Steelworkers Union ordered for a strike at nine plants, accounting for 10 percent of U.S. refining capacity.
0: So nine plants equals 10 percent of our capacity. Okay, oh, so
3: that means we still have 90% capacity, right? Yep. So, okay, I just want to make sure my math's good.
0: That's okay. why I think that CBS analyst guy's like, yeah, it's not really affecting price. Right.
8: But the situation can get much worse. A full walkout of USW workers would reportedly threaten to disrupt more than 60% of US fuel output.
0: Now that, <laughs>
8: that would matter quite a bit. The United Steel Workers Union represents about 30,000 employees at more than 200 refineries, terminals, pipelines, and chemical plants workers are currently operating under a rolling 24-hour contract extension our workers end up having to work huge amounts of overtime we're striking uh, over health and safety issues and health care benefits our uh, proposals would not cost the industry that much money and they can well afford it even with the fewer profits they're making now they still make billions of dollars and they can afford to make these refineries safer so that our workers safe. don't get killed and injured and the community doesn't suffer uh, the uh, fires and explosions. So you
0: think it's about the health care, change uh,
3: Yes, because, there, there, by the way, in, in our local area in the small little city of Anacortes,
0: Anacortes. Uh, oh. there
3: is a Tesoro f- facility. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, I want to say a couple of years ago that there was a major accident, uh, and yeah. I believe you know I believe a couple of guys lost their lives, Aye. and they find Tosoro because of unsafe practices, because of safety. Um, and now, the way I see it is, a lot of the people that work there, you know, they implement those safety practices. They they they're supposed to report those things. You know, they're, they're supposed to you know keep keep up on the upkeep and and, and maintenance and that sort of thing. Right, so right. I always wonder. When they they say safety, yeah, and that you know that's it's like the kids, right? It's children, you know. It's always about the kids. So let's bring up safety for workers, but then oh yeah, healthcare. And I think that's really the underlying issue here because healthcare costs are definitely on the rise. Yeah, uh, employers like them. You know, they're paying more and more into healthcare costs, and they want to pass that on along to the workers. Yeah. And obviously, since the workers are unionized, they want it paid for um, and more paid for. And
0: especially for. when it's such a profitable industry.
3: Oh, totally. And, and so. <laughs> I mean, for me, you know, I, I don't have a shell in this g- game, get it, shell, oil. Uh, but, man, I mean, yeah, they want more money for benefits, but don't we all? I, it's, it's, I don't know. What's the end game here? What do you think, Chris?
0: I don't know. I'm going to watch it for a little bit and then see if I get an idea. I'm not ready to write anything in the Red Book yet. Okay. Uh, I have another angle. Um, Is this more conspiracy
3: bacon angle, like bacon from Anacortes?
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's this one's a good one. Okay, this one's a good one. Okay. It's not about, I, I, I it's not about the strike; it's about the price of oil. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, I, I wouldn't have really put a lot of. Uh, I, I heard a little bit about this, and then, then I saw this article on the New York Times today, and then I started thinking, what if this is true? What if, what if this is really happening? And the article goes like this: Saudi is using the price of oil as a lever to pry Vladimir Putin to drop support. For Assad. So, are you following me on all this? So, Saudi Arabia is trying to use the price of oil as a bargaining chip with Putin to get him to pull out support of Assad. Uh, So, they say Saudi Arabia has been trying to pressure pressure, uh, Vladimir Putin of Russia to abandon his support of President Bashar al Assad. ...of Syria, using its dominance in the global oil markets at a time when Russia's government is reeling from the effects of plummeting oil prices. Mm. Saudi Arabia and Russia have held numerous discussions over the past several months and have yet to produce any significant breakthroughs, according to American and Saudi officials. So they've signed in American and Saudi officials. This has been going on for months. It's unclear how exactly Saudi officials have linked oil to the issue of Syria during the talks. But Saudi officials say, and they have told the United States, that they think that they have some leverage over Mr. Putin because of their ability to reduce the supply of oil and possibly drive up prices.
3: Oil being used as blackmail material. Never heard of that happening before. That's amazing. Uh,
0: Syria was a major topic for a Saudi delegation that went to Moscow in November. Okay. According to the Obama administration official talking to the New York Times, and I'm sure these wouldn't be considered leaks, right? Right, no. Who said that there had been a steady dialogue between the two countries over the past several months. It is unclear what the effect of the January 23rd death of the king had on the discussions with Russia. Uh, the monarchy has about 733 billion in savings that they can pull from in low-risk assets abroad to ride out the low cost of oil. In Only Saudi Arabia, 733 billion. No, that's their. Yeah, I mean, so they they think they can ride it out for years. Yeah, uh, and they say so they can ride out like they can they can bankrupt the the uh, the shale and fracking oil producers in North America. Yeah, uh, the Saudis have offered economic incentives to Russian leaders in return for concessions on regional issues like Syria in the past. This isn't the first time this is been this isn't the first time this has happened but never with oil prices being so low so it's unclear what effect if any the discussions are having while the united states would support initiatives to end russia's backing of assad any s- success by the saudis to cut production and raise global oil prices could hurt many parts of the american economy wow of course now saudi that, arabia at the same time these are quotes from saudi arabia and at the yeah. same time they'd say well we'd never use global politics to set the price of oil we'd never do that no <laughs> but we do have some leverage with mr putin
3: but that's not political
0: yeah, isn't that weird? That's very weird. Isn't that interesting. To <laughs> very your face interesting. A little bit. Yeah. So uh, that sounds. I agree. It sounds messy. And I have all of the notes in the uh, show notes. If you guys want to check that out, go to JupiterBroadcasting uh, All right. So let's talk about net neutrality. Yeah. Nothing's happened yet.
3: No. We we. But your buddy, my good friend Tom
0: Wheeler. Chairman of the SEC. You guys met uh, when you worked at Nielsen and they were hanging out at Comcast, right?
3: That's right. And yeah. then I met him again when I laid in his driveway uh, to push the net neutrality stuff. Right, right. right.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you did that topless, if I recall. I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this, I want to play a clip. There's no, nobody in the mainstream media as, we're, as of today is talking about this. I did catch one source, Bloomberg. Mm. And I thought this was interesting because they took it from an angle of like money and cost. And uh, so who they're interviewing, they don't really set it up very well, who they're interviewing is this Internet Association representative. He's like – they're like – this is the company that like Apple and Twitter and Google and Facebook all got into – and Netflix all got in on to like pressure the FCC to to go for Title II. So he's from that group. And the Bloomberg guy is kind of a skeptic. He's more of a free market guy and he's asking questions. So we're kind of jumping in partway into this conversation. But I'm going to play this to get it set up and then we're going to talk about net neutrality. And Chase, if you get bored, just let me know and we'll bail.
5: Uh, Michael, this is a huge deal. I don't care if you don't care about technology, I don't know if the, those people are alive, but this is a big deal because the government is saying uh, that, that essentially that this service should be available to everyone on an equal basis and, and private companies should bear the cost. This, uh, if you use the internet, you should care about this and we're
1: definitely encouraged by the approach that the FCC is taking here. Uh, why? Uh, what well, we've asked. So for-
0: he's the CEO of the Internet Association, Michael Beckerman. He is. You'll probably be hearing more about him because he's the guy that has the financing of all of the major tech companies.
1: We want to make sure that there's no blocking. So any website you want to visit, as long as it's legal, you can get there.
0: Well, uh, there's no throttling. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's a key word. Let me play it back, and then we'll talk about it because I think people need to understand that part. Because this is actually in the this is in the language.
1: For is we want to make sure that there's no blocking. So any website you want to visit, as long as it's legal, you can get there. You
3: notice a little smirk on his face when he says that, by the way. Yeah. As long as it's legal, you can get there. As long as it's legal,
0: you can get there. I
3: don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, that is very concerning, isn't it? Because uh, what if uh, the Unfiltered Show is deemed illegal because we are playing copywritten content? Now we would sit here and say, no, no, this is fair use. This is news coverage. This is discussion. We're playing this under fair use. But they could say, oh no, we don't think it is fair use. And depending on who decides if it is or not, the Unfiltered Show could be deemed illegal.
3: Well, I actually ran into a fair use issue. I uh, we were uh, – last Saturday, we were doing the Minecraft show, and uh, us, uh, I don't know if you heard, but Conan was in talks with Mojang to do a uh, discussion, uh, uh, the whole show in Minecraft style. Oh, yeah. Really cool. So we played a clip from Conan, him talking about Minecraft, and then uh, – you know how they make fun of things. They actually did a clip of Conan's show in Minecraft. It looked very cool. So we used it, fair use, news, instantly. In, I mean literally within the minutes, I had the video was taken down from YouTube. Now here's the the good the good news and bad news. That is fast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean it was instant. Because you know, content ID, right? You know, it just you know scans it and picks it up. Well, usually you dispute it. They can take up the thirty days to you know counter it or approve it or whatever. Oddly enough, instantly, within the dispute after I filed the dispute back, they released it. Which I was a little shocked. That does by.
0: Ha- that has been happening more often for
3: me. Which is good, but I've, I've seen some companies will sit on it for thirty days. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
0: And, and yeah. then by then you've already lost oh, all yeah. your YouTube oh, juice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah.
3: So uh, when when I when we hear about these things about illegal yeah, those stuff of us who
0: publish on YouTube, we go, oh yeah, we. Oh God, no. Yeah,
3: but it, it's always it's always. <laughs> tilted over to the guys that have more money, oh, yeah. that have more power, right. and the ind- independent content creators like ourselves, we always get screwed in the end. Right. Well, for,
0: for them, it cost them nothing to pull one video, and for us, it could actually you it know, could kill for, us. Yeah. yeah. All right, should we let him continue?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's good so far. Uh, there's no throttling, meaning that your cable okay. com- your cable company you can't that. Uh, degrade some of the content of a video site you want to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no discrimination. And at the end of the day,
0: so here's the members: Airbnb, Amazon, Facebook, Twitter, Lyft, Uber, Netflix, Google, PayPal. Stub Hub, eBay, and LinkedIn.
3: See, here's one thing I know that the title two doesn't uh, address, and we're running into this now in our homes. What happens around seven to nine p.m.? Oh, geez,
0: our internet goes to poop.
3: And you know what? There's no motivation for Frontier, which is our company, uh, to upgrade their backbone infrastructure. Why? Um, because they're also a content provider. They have TV service. They have skin in the game. And I understand that Title II is going to, you know, obviously give us a, a sounding board as consumers. It's going to give us some protections. But the one thing that Title II doesn't do is, I don't know, encourage competition. And right. I and I and I know that the right. FCC is going to be trying to lay down some other rules to get rid of these protectionist laws and states that prevent, like uh,
0: the municipal Wi-Fi.
3: Exactly, uh, but. Right now, what's the incentive? Comcast is all right. Fine, we're gonna—they're gonna fight it. Of course, they're gonna publicly fight this. And
0: AT and T has already said that uh, they're gonna be suing. We're right, and Verizon said
3: too. Yeah. Everybody's yep. basically yep. saying they're doing it. Yep. But at the end of the day, let's say that they lose, which they probably will. Uh, there's still no incentive for them to update their infrastructure, yeah. I- especially – I think what needs to happen. However – Yeah, go ahead.
0: There was an earnings call that, ver- that Verizon was in. Right. And the, I don't know who it was, if they're CEO or who it was. He kind of went off script and he said, "You know, regardless of this Title II thing, we're, it's not really going to change the way we invest in our core network infrastructure.
3: Now um, let's see. Let's wasn't uh, isn't wireless cellular not not cellular internet, but isn't that under Title II now? Or telecommunications are under Title II? I swear that they are. Uh, and actually, on the fact sheet of the FCC's uh, unveiling of these rules, uh, they I think they went to quote that they basically said, "Well, you know, there's been Title II in place on this other stuff for years, and there's over been two hundred and forty billion dollars of investment. So, so it hasn't stifled yeah. uh, innovation. Now, granted. There's no competition, and I think that's still the major underlying issue here.
1: Internet users should be able to access whatever websites they want, and internet startups and, and big internet companies alike should be able to reach their customers.
5: I always use the example of, of, of Uber and Lyft. I know Uber and Lyft are both uh, supporters of the Internet Association, but uh, what if I don't know? Let's, let's make up, you know, fantasy cable company. Uh, Mr. Burns Cable acquires Lyft and suddenly slows down all the Uber requests, the Uber business disappears, and Lyft is your only option for a ride. And if someone invents something better, they can't actually get to customers as quickly as everybody else.
1: Yeah, that, and under net neutrality, that will be uh, prevented. And frankly, competition is what has allowed the Internet to flourish and become what it is today. You have companies like Uber and Lyft. Let them compete. Let the users decide. And the cable company or the ISP uh, shouldn't decide which who wins. Hmm. All
3: right, I'm yeah. with them. No, that's fine. No. Yeah. I... I hope. And, you know, whenever you involve the government, and we've been doing this show now for a couple of years, Yeah, whenever you involve the government in heavy regulation, we always get cringy. We always get scared. We always get worried, especially when he talks about legal sites. We already see what the DOJ does and ICE does and taking down just sites and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, We already know that they're using uh, uh, highly technical devices called prisms to split off the data anyway and, and farm it. So...
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's at a point now where this is this is inevitable. This is this is the next stage. This is where it has to get to. Uh, unfortunately, this is just where we're at, and hopefully, we'll make the best out of it. And yeah. uh, just because it's uh, title two doesn't mean that it can't be. Uh, Maybe they could update. T- oh, they're not going to update Title Two, but we'll just see. We'll follow it. This is all early. We don't even have final details yet.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. Uh, well, they have a summary sheet. It is out there. I don't know if we have a link in it uh, or not. We could drop but, that. In the show yeah, list. but it, the the summary sheet's out there. And by the way, in a in a hundred handed way, I don't know if you heard, but like the Republicans, you know, they're trying to sneak their own bill through Congress to kind of dumb down and take away some of the authority the FCC has in implementing mm. Title Two. Yeah, they wanted actually a preview of these rules mm. and. Uh, 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 Tom Wheeler said, "Basically, no. I mean, we've never done it for you. We've never done it for Democrats or Republicans. Why, why should we do it now? This should
0: be a good old fight, shouldn't? It? This is gonna be a good fight. All
3: right, we should make a Red, pre- red Book prediction on this. Okay, is title to or first off, do you think? Because it's gonna go to the vote of the commissioners.
0: See, we're gonna, there's gonna be like there's a, gonna be a vote. There's like there's a there's a period that's gonna come up where they're gonna like still ruminate on it for a while.
3: Right." But, but the thing is, the vote comes on February uh, February 26th, for, right? February 26th yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wheeler will share his draft regulations with four other FCC commissioners this week with a final vote set on February 26th. So, Red Book prediction, Chris. The rules won't be finalized until the FCC votes. The Commission's two Republicans are expected to vote against the rules, but either of the two Democrats, Jessica Rosin Wolsell and Minion Cyberm, could push for alterations. So, will the rules pass as they are? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so they won't pass as they are. No, 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 no. They never
0: do. No, no, no. They never, never do. They never do, Chase. They never do. All right, so.
7: <laughs>
0: okay, so what you're asking me
7: is
3: Alright, what I'm asking you is Are these rules ever going to pass? Are they going to pass? Yes. They will pass Title 2 passes Title 2 will pass officially
0: I'm going to write CF Okay Title 2 passes Alright oh, I'm, I'm missing it up because I'm on the spot right now I, I, Hey, no, G no, no yeah. Pass, this is why we need a digital red book <laughs> uh, uh, But I'm not going to say in whole Right And uh I don't have a timeline yet. All right, where you got, Chase? Put it down in the book here. We will. I'm gonna.
3: I'm gonna go drastic because I think that's what a red book prediction is for. We will not see any effects of Title II regulations in 2015. Period. Whoa. I think with all the lawsuits and all the crap that's gonna happen, okay. I'm gonna say no. Title Two. Do you
0: think it could make it all the way to the 2016, like, become, like, an election issue?
3: Yes. Oh, totally. Easily. Hmm. Easily. Uh, especially since Obama kind of dropped the ball on it for his first six years of his presidency. So, I'm going to say no Title Two in 2015. That is... Okay. Uh, I mean... There's, I, I, I really, that's a good
0: one. I like that. I like I, we have two I'm, contrasting.
3: Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah,
0: you know, and it's interesting you do that because I can't pin down in, in my Red Book prediction when I think it would pass. Right. Because
3: obviously my biggest worry here on this is if the if the – got to think about the play here of the ISPs. Oh, I mean the content providers. Uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to get this lawsuits going. And I don't think they're going to all happen at once. Maybe Verizon will do their oh, thing, and then AT and T will do theirs, yes. uh, and yes. then Comcast will do theirs. And then by the time <laughs> all these things happen, hey, it's 2016. Who's running for president? And it's going to come up in the debates. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: Wow, dude, I think you nailed it. I think you nailed it. I think your red book prediction is way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Very good. Very good. So uh, you know, last week we played a clip of good. You know, your good friend,
3: my great friend,
0: buddy, My J- good John friend. McCain, just wanted to send some guns over to Ukraine. Well, guess what? Didn't go away. You you know what we got? You know what we should learn by now on the Unfiltered Show when McCain goes out on the uh, Sunday News Circuit and he says stuff like that. That means that's what we're doing now. Right. So uh, here is a little bitty on uh, sending some guns into Ukraine. And the question was, is isn't, isn't there a peace treaty in place right now that that would technically violate?
8: Now, the U.S. may provide military support to Ukraine, a move which the U.S. State Department said would not violate any peace agreements. President Obama has included resources to confront global challenges in his 2016 budget proposal. RT correspondent Guyane Chichakian has the latest on the U.S.'s intentions to arm Kiev.
6: There are many questions as to how arming Kiev would lead to de-escalation of the conflict and to political solution. Hey, Chase, a uh, yes, question yeah, for you.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you've got two sides fighting mm-hmm. and you give um, one side more guns and then the other side gets more guns <laughs> and then the other side gets more guns right. and the other side, yeah, yeah. does that lead to peace? Or does that lead... Totally.
3: To yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah? You know, I mean, look at North Korea. I mean, they haven't fired a shot at us or South Korea since, what, like 1950? That's pretty dialed
0: in. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. So I guess that that's pretty reasonable then. If we arm...
3: So we just give them guns.
0: We just arm random army volunteers.
3: No, no, no. I wouldn't say random. I think they need to go through a universal background check. Sure. Uh, a 15-day sure. waiting period. Okay. Okay. Um, and once that happens, uh, sure, I think we give them guns. We give them some guns. Give them some guns. I mean, it would
6: lead to de-escalation of the conflict and to political solution, which the U.S. says is the objective. And that was the objective. There was also the objective of the Minsk agreements, de-escalation and political solution. So I went to the State Department and asked how, how it all fits together. Take a listen.
0: Would, would such a decision? But- this is the best. Uh, this is right here. What you got right here is, is, uh, is, is this is the state department spokesperson going to give one of the best non-answers uh of the year so far
6: violate the minsk agreement and lead to escalation of the conflict well
10: we haven't made the decision to do that so i'm not going to speculate on that and no
6: (laughs) okay let's listen back to that
0: that's so great this is your united states government spokesperson right here ladies and gentlemen they ask her what if you give
6: guns does that violate the agreement (laughs) How uh, it all fits together. Take a listen. Listen to this, answer. Would, would such a decision violate the Minsk Agreement and lead to escalation of the conflict? Well,
10: we haven't made the
6: decision to do that, so I'm not going to speculate on that and no. Well, the U.S. State Department uh, spokeswoman went on to clarify that the U.S. is not signatory to the Minsk agreement, so technically cannot violate them. But she said that the U.S. intends to uphold the spirit of the agreements, and apparently she does not think that arming the Ukrainian government in the conflict would undermine that spirit. Now, aside from um, discussions to arm Kiev, uh, President Obama has just presented the budget for fiscal year 2016, which includes resources to confront "Quote unquote Russian aggression." Take a listen.
2: It supports our troops and strengthens our border security.
6: Okay, that seems okay. it. Like,
2: All
3: right, you know,
6: I like the troops
0: and I like border security. I'm big on that. Okay, but you know what I don't like? Mm. Russian
2: aggression. Oh. Yeah. And it gives us the resources to confront global challenges from ISIL. Oh, ISIL ISIS, I still got to mention
3: ISIS,
0: Mr. President. Uh, Dash.
5: Dish. To Russian aggression.
0: Oh, Grr. Russian aggression, Russian aggression. So you mean the? Are you, you think he's talking about Crimea, or do you think he's talking about the separatists in Ukraine when he says Russian aggression?
3: I I, I think he's got Ukraine on his mind. It has to be, right? That's like one of the biggest things out there.
2: Thus, the resources to confront global challenges from ISIL ISIS. to Russian aggression. Nah.
6: Well, the question that comes to mind is whether the U.S. is laying ground for a confrontation with Russia and, and also how exactly is Washington intending to use those resources. I asked the questions. The State Department spokeswoman said that the U.S. is not confronting Russia, but that it's confronting Russian aggression. She said those are different things.
8: That was RT correspondent
6: Guy Guyana Chichakian.
0: I thought that was a good report now, you- overall. I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. So there you go. We're going to send some guns over to Ukraine. Kind of fair and balanced, uh, would you say? And, you know, Shep. Uh, my good friend. He wondered, he asked the question to uh, Wes Clark, who is apparently back in the media now, Wesley right. Clark. Yeah. And uh, he asked the question, now, hold on, uh, Mr. Clark. Uh, if we send guns over to Ukraine, won't, like, every other time we send guns somewhere, won't those guns go all over the place? And if we send them to Ukraine, well, that's our NATO allies. Those are, like, our buddies right there. And if the guns go all over the place, those are our buddies. Like, what about that?
5: Gorbachev uh, expressed a, a concern that, that this might, might spread. Your level of concern that if we do arm the Ukrainians, if it doesn't go as well as we had hoped, that, other, that our NATO allies in that region, and they're right there, get involved and then we're drawn in.
0: Of course that's going to happen. Right, of course, that's what's well, going to. What, so, so is that? I'm what, just some dumb podcaster that, in the Pacific Northwest, and I know that's what's going to. So, happen.
3: so is that what Wesley's going to say here? Is he? Is he just going? Is he just no. going to say yes?
0: No, but I still think he's great presidential material, anyways.
2: Shut up, Wesley. Well, I think that if you arm the Ukrainians now, you can stop this from spreading. I think it'll deal a setback. Mr. Putin is still playing a game with his own people at home. He's denying that Russian troops are even in there, and yet. We have clear evidence of that, and they've died by the hundreds in fighting in Ukraine. He's covered up their, their funerals and so forth. And, and so um, this is still, for him, deniable, and if he's um, given a sharp rap on the nose by the Ukrainian military, I think he would seek a diplomatic way out of the conflict. But if we let it fester, if we let it succeed, if we let Ukraine crumble – then the problem is magnified, and Russia grow, grows stronger. So this is the time now for the administration to reassess its policy and provide significant, substantial military training and assistance to Ukraine.
5: And we're led to believe that debate is on now, General Wesley Clark. All right. Thank you.
2: So what he's basically saying is
0: now is the time to act, and if you don't act soon, then yes, it's going to like Putin. If you don't, if you don't smack Putin on the nose. I don't know. All right. So, okay. you don't uh, seem to buy that?
3: No, it, it just it hasn't worked before, and, and, and that's what I keep yeah. generating in my head. It's like, and the other thing, the is- same scenario, and it just hasn't worked.
0: The other thing that's an interesting dynamic to this, this isn't like sending guns somewhere else. Sending guns to Ukraine uh, affects people around Ukraine, and maybe not all of our allies are going to be so hot on the end.
9: The U.S. has reportedly been mulling over, dispatching defensive weapons to Ukraine. This has provoked a strong reaction from Germany. We can get more on this now from Peter Oliver, who's in Berlin for us. Um, Peter, what has uh, been the reaction exactly from Germany? Well, Washington's announcement that they were considering arming the Ukrainian army in their fight against the uh, anti-government forces in the east has been met with, well, real dismay here in Germany from all levels of the political strata right up to the chancellor's office.
0: So apparently Germany's not so hot on the idea, uh, which seems to make some sense.
9: Yeah, yeah, that
3: that lines up with that,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, Mr. Chase. Yes, sir. Now, uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to get into. Uh, we still have some We still have some good stuff to get to, some big stuff of the week. We have lots more to cover, but first I want to take a break right here and mention our Patreons. That's right. We're at patreon.com slash unfiltered. This is a listener-supported show. That's right. And we need your help. We're at 352 of you right now. Yes. Uh, we'd like to get up a little bit higher so that we, soon we can afford to bring on somebody to help us with production notes and some of the other production elements here on the back end.
3: That's right. Now, the great thing about uh patreon is as chris mentioned it's you know listener and viewer supported from Ayo. people like you but not only that not only that you'd be help supporting an independent show like us you know we're not rt we're not fox news we're not cnn we're not abc uh, well, i'll just
0: stop and i think you i think you're i'm very you know, glad about uh, it, yes i you? know
3: yes i'm very happy yeah. but the great thing is we also give back to you as being a supporter so you know Let's say you heard that clip and you're like, man, you know, I wish I could listen to it without any context from what Chris and Chase were saying. They talked
0: right over it. That's a yep, common one. Exactly. We like to do that sometimes. So you can go back to our
3: uh, overtime folder yeah. and get all these clips. Yep. Not only that, clips that we didn't have time for. Oh, yeah.
0: There's some good ones in here I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know Graham's going to run for president. Show him, show oh, man. I
3: mean, yeah. I mean, uh, check that. Check this out. This, this, this folder right here? This is, this is the, the overtime, overtime folder, folder. So this yep. is stuff. That we thought was important to include in the yeah, show, yeah. but we didn't have time to include yeah, if, in the show. Uh,
0: if you're somebody who follows the whole 9-11 conspiracies, there's a the clip in there. There's one clip in there yeah. that's worth the entire Patreon fee this month Yeah, uh, in the overtime photos. So here's what you do. You go over to patreon.com slash unfilter. Yep. You subscribe. If you do $5 or more, you get access to the BitTorrent sync That gets you access to the show immediately, audio, video, but it also gives you the source code to all of our shows, every single clip, all the artwork, the notes, all of it. Everything. You can go through and just listen at your own leisure. But on top of that, you're also helping distribute the content of the show. There's some historical stuff up in this business, and you're helping us distribute that as around the world.
3: That's right. And so by becoming a Patreon and supporting us there, uh, we're able to keep growing. And I think we're at the stage now where we need you guys out there who do support us to take that next step. And you know, instead of retweeting it, maybe become a Patreon today. Yep. If you can't come in at $5, and I know a lot of you can't, a dollar helps. Anything helps to get that Patreon number. That's my goal. I want to see that Patreon number by 400 by the middle of this year. So I say by June, I want to see that 350 number to get to 400. And the only and way we're going to do that is by you guys get, out there. we got to get there out.
0: because the show, we need to get some more help with this show and we've got to be able to afford to do it. And so it's this is all just, it's got to happen. So uh, we really need your support. Patreon.com slash unfilter. Go there, check that out. If you can't help financially, please help spread the word about the show. Yeah. Uh, Subreddit could also use some love go over to unfiltered.reddit.com Absolutely. contribute. There. I'm
3: still waiting for somebody on the subreddit to step up and says, "Hey, I cuz I am no <laughs> while I might be creative in the uh, in the broadcasting world who and, you? and wirecast and everything in the production world, I suck who, who at you? I suck at creative design." Oh. And I would love it if this someone a jackass. Yeah, I am, thank you Mr. President. Someone, I want someone to step up and make an unfiltered theme for our subreddit. I think it would be so cool to have a, a yeah. cool-looking – Oh, I know. Like, oh, I know. Like, like, that's been done for last. I mean, that is camera. awesome. Something La- with the camera. Lass is awesome. So why don't we have somebody in the community step up? And you know what? That's a way of contributing, too. So absolutely, thanks. Absolutely.
7: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's oh, Anderson everybody. Yeah! Oh, no.
3: My head hurts.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, Chase. Oh. All right. So, uh, we got to talk about ISIS. ISIL, Chris. Dash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, – You know, because we're American Yanks, we like to be obsessed with things here at the homeland. Yes. So uh, as we start our coverage of ISIS this week, of course, we've got to once again obsess, worry, perhaps maybe even to an unrational extent, be concerned
11: about ISIS here at home.
10: Have you seen people in the U.S. coordinating to launch an attack?
11: We have seen individuals collaborate, of course. In the U.S.? Yes.
10: So are there... ISIS
0: cells in the US. Are there ISIS cells ISIL. in the US?
11: There are individuals that have been in communication with groups like ISIL uh, who have a desire to conduct an attack. Yes. That is not a yes
0: answer. That's that's not an answer. We, okay, let's hold on. Let's break this down. So, uh, okay, so there are people in in the US ...who have been in communication...
3: Individuals. Individuals. There are
0: individuals in the U.S. who have been in communication with groups like ISIS.
11: Like, yes. With groups like ISIL uh, who have a desire to conduct an attack, yes.
0: Well, but he didn't quest-
3: say, he just said yes at the end. He just, yes. <laughs> her question.
11: <laughs> wow.
10: That are living in the U.S. right now. Correct. Michael Steinbach, the head of the FBI's robust counterterrorism division, says in many cases these groups are a few individuals who are loosely associated.
11: I think the term sleeper cell is uh, is overly simplistic. I think the threat is much more complicated, much more diffuse
10: frightening reminder of that type of threat? The deadly Paris attacks. French citizens Sharif and Saeed Kouashi, trained by terrorists, and their associate, Amade Koulibaly, went on separate rampages. Are you concerned, in light of what we saw in Paris, that there could be an American here in the United States who may have had similar training as the Kouashi brothers, who perhaps we didn't have visibility on?
11: Of course I am. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about individuals that we don't know about that have training. I'm worried about individuals that just see what happened uh, in Paris or in other countries and want to uh, follow with similar uh, acts. So
0: the logic is uh, I see oh, something – had
11: my head hurts when he talks.
3: Bec- it hurts when he talks because there's much more, I think, in my opinion, higher threats – uh, you know, there's inner city violence. There's there's so much things happening in, in within our borders. And, and they're trying to focus in. What if there's one person right. that that is seeing what's right. happening? I mean, right. Hello. Right. Isn't
7: this uh, the worst? Do you it, it want to hurts. be more, or are you done? You done? I'll, I'll
3: give him. I'll
0: give him thirty more seconds. Okay. Could you tell us stuff?
10: how many Americans are right now fighting, training with.
11: Different-
0: oh, I love the answer. To ah. Now we've heard numbers. We've heard fifty and a hundred, I believe. Okay. And and we've yeah. heard so, yeah. overseas. I won't.
11: I won't discuss numbers. I won't discuss specific numbers. I'll say that uh, the FBI. In partnership with the uh, intelligence community, we track several buckets of uh, individuals.
10: Are you not telling us <laughs> buckets? Chase. What, what,
11: what, what kind of answer is that?
3: Buckets. Buckets. Yeah. All right. So, so Chris, uh, say uh, I have some pennies. I have some pennies, and you know what? I you want? Put those in some buckets. Chase? All right. I'm going to bring you some buckets of pennies. And in your mind, how many how many pennies is that?
0: I. Uh- a couple of hundred, really. I don't know. The right. What does that even mean? What does that
11: 50, mean? Yeah.
10: The number because you're not willing this to or bushels. because you don't feel confident that we know all the Americans who have come and gone.
11: The answer is both. I'm, I'm not telling you a number because I don't want to tell you a number. Because he doesn't and have I'm a number. For sure. Uh, underestimating the true number. We know what we know, but there is a number that's greater than that that we don't know, just like our European partners.
10: There was a case, Abu Salha.
0: The... All right,
11: I'm done. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, but you, if you like, like Chase was saying earlier, if, uh, you, if you want to hear the whole clip, it is in the overtime. And,
3: and by the way, thanks to the chat room. I mean, yeah, there's much more serious issues in our country like uh, drunk driving, heart disease, mental health, obesity. There's many pharmaceutical abuse. There's so many issues.
0: So, uh, do you remember oh. the uh, Japanese uh, yeah. ISIS uh, beheading video we oh, yeah. about last week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing we didn't mention is that was happening right around a time where the new leadership in Japan is really trying to justify expanding the Japanese military, making modifications of their constitution. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's really interesting the timing of the beheading video. Landed right around when all of that's really at its political apex. And you could, you could, he could have used some support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's
3: very interesting. Uh,
0: so you heard about the, jo- uh, the Jordanian pilot that got burned, right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because that happened while he was here in the U.S. Yeah. They suspect he was actually killed maybe a month ago, but the video came out while he was meeting with Obama in the White House. And in Jordan, there is a lot of pressure by the people to stop fighting ISIS because they're killing fe- fellow Muslims. Right. And in fact, the pilot who died, yeah. his father was a vocal critic of Jordan's involvement in the fight against ISIS. Isn't this interesting? So anyways, let's play this clip to bring us all up to date. Just food for thought while we watch this clip.
9: Now, Islamic State has released graphic footage showing the latest execution of a hostage. Jordanian pilot Muath al-Khasesbeh was burned alive while trapped inside a cage. Now, Jordan has confirmed the killing. The death sparked fury in the country over the government's failure to free the captive. Amman responded by saying it has executed two Islamists who have been on death row for terrorism. And the monarchy pledged to keep carrying out airstrikes against Islamic State. Now, al-Qasiyah's was seized in December after his fighter jet crashed during a bombing run in Syria.
0: All right, so he's doing the bombing run, part of the coalition, doing the drop in the stuff. He crashes...
9: The extremist group wanted Jordan to release a convicted terrorist in return for the pilot's life, but Amman refused the exchange, saying it had no proof the hostage was still alive. He's the latest captive to be executed by the radicals, and the first shown being burnt alive, dozens of others were beheaded. Yeah, we will keep you updated on this story both on air and online. You can always get some of the latest details. So uh,
0: I, what do you think of a Space Cowboy's point in the chat room? Uh, so, and, and The Intercept also made the point. Uh, here was The Intercept's headline. Let me find this real quick and tell me what you think about this, Chase. Okay. Right. Uh, so uh, the, uh, uh, the Intercept says that uh, burning victims to death is a common practice. Wow. The U.S. does it. Really? The most immediate consequences of dry, of drone strikes, of course, is injury or death. The missiles fired from drones kill or injure, injure in several ways, including incineration. Hmm. Now, do you think when ISIS burns one pilot... We burn down families with drones. Well, or at least
3: I mean, remember, I mean, even going back to the days of what Vietnam, we were doing napalm, right? I mean, we we've been burning for a while, uh, so that's not outside the realm of possibility for sure.
0: Uh, they, when you, when so, you think about uh, it, SM says that's like comparing drone strikes to chopping off limbs one by one during torture. I don't. What I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it is an equivalency either. Uh, uh, but one might be able to make the argument that the drone strike thing is actually a lot worse, too, from yeah. like a total casualty standpoint.
3: Oh, yeah. No, totally. I mean, we, we shouldn't be, you know, obviously targeting in families. It's gross, right? Yeah, it's It's disgusting. Yeah. Whole,
0: and, and all of this feels. And like, you know, after all of these, you know, the coalition airstrikes, all of this work, could you say we're winning? Are we winning anything?
3: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm reading and hearing reports that, you know, they're thinking, well, we, just, we need to throw more troops in there. We need to throw more
2: people at it. Well,
0: well you know, your, your buddy. My good friend. John McCain. Ah, John. Things were losing. The fact
2: that we took Kobani is good news. Took three months of air power, the strongest nation on Earth, in order to achieve that because we didn't have Ford Air Controllers among Uh, Among other reasons, no, we are not winning. And that is the opinion of outside military experts, uh, literally every one of them I know. And if there have been some gains, they've been minuscule.
4: So, Senator, you're saying that you believe that you would have the votes in Congress to ratchet up the fight against ISIS, including more boots on the ground.
2: If you had presidential leadership, yes. If you wanted to make it a partisan issue, then it would be very difficult. But I can assure you, I've seen the polling data, and I'm sure you have too, that the American public opinion has shifted dramatically on on this issue in light of the horrific things Wait. that we've seen.
3: Senator John, Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Where's this public opinion that you're talking about, sir? Because of them videos, because of them videos,
2: right? Oh,
3: right. Yes, of course. The right. uh, the wag the dog. I mean, right. the, the green screen. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. Now,
0: Ashcroft, the new uh, defense secretary nominee to replace Chuck Hagel, uh, he was brought out and said, well, OK, a lot of people are criticizing, saying there's no strategy to fight ISIS. Could you summarize our ISIS strategy, sir? Uh,
2: uh, a, a strategy connects ends and means. And our ends with respect to uh, ISIL needs to be its lasting defeat. Uh, I say lasting because it's important that when they get defeated, they stay defeated. Uh, And uh, that is why it's important that uh, we have uh, 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 those on the ground there who will ensure that they stay defeated once defeated.
0: Get
7: it.
2: You get it,
0: got <laughs> <You get> it, <laughs>
7: you get it, dude. Uh, 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 yeah.
0: So the uh, the uh, the strategy is to make sure they stay defeated. Uh, now let's let's talk about uh, what we've been sort of dancing around the entire time. Mm. Uh, that uh, there's something coming up. Uh, Obama actually mentioned it in his State of the Union. It is time to give legitimate authorization to the war against ISIS. We need boots on the ground. That's what this is all building up to. <laughs> Congress is about to do an official authorization because we've, this has all been under executive action so far. That's what all of this has been building to. And uh, if, we did, if we do actual boots on the ground, well, Mike Morell has an idea of exactly about how many boots
5: that might be, maybe about 100,000. CBS News senior security contributor Michael Morell is with us. He is a former CIA deputy director. Good morning. Uh,
0: he ran the uh, CIA when uh, Wesley Clark. The guy that we just played a few clips ago, talking about the spreading of guns from Ukraine, talking to uh, Chase's buddy uh, Shep, good friend, yeah. That was uh, Wesley Clark. Okay, so the was okay. So then we have, we have now we have uh, here we have uh, what's his name, Mike Morell. Mike Morell's in the CIA. Mike Morell ran the CIA for yeah, a little while. Now he's there. Like it's really interesting. Yeah, these yeah. people that come in, like they're very high positions. They answer these questions. You've got to wonder what else is going on here. but So Mike Morrell answers uh, some of the tough questions about fighting ISIS.
5: Good morning. Two questions first. What is ISIS trying to accomplish here by doing this? And secondly, what possible response can there be
2: that will be effective?
12: Charlie, I think what ISIS is trying to accomplish is two things. Um, One is they're trying to send a message that they will not be intimidated by the high technology that is being used against them. A lot of clips of F 16s in this video. um, So I think they're saying, you know, this is such a common narrative we hear so often. This high technology to bear against us. And then they're trying to intimidate, which is what they've been trying to do all along with these beheadings. What can be done in response? Not much, um, unless the coalition is willing to put more ground troops into Iraq and possibly into Syria. There is very little we can how do. How many ground respond.
11: troops would it take?
0: So, how many ground troops would it take? Um, now, I find this whole thing really—you know—they they hate us for our freedoms. They hate us because of our technology,
3: but they they use the same technology to make some incredible videos that we uh, always give attrition to, and we're always freaking out. They're supposedly
0: stealing the technology out from underneath us.
3: Um, uh, by the way, Chris, uh, I pulled out the red book. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, way back in episode 116 of the Unfiltered program, uh, we predicted that there will have be boots on the ground yeah, well, in Iraq in early 2015. So I, I, I you now, obviously, we didn't say against whom, but obviously because and then oh, back ISIS then ISIS Remember, ISIS was was making their trek towards Baghdad. Remember, right. yeah. and we were we were yeah. tracking that. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, here, here it, it is. Be there. Here, I, I'll even show them. Now we have the camera uh, close by. There it is. There's the red book. Uh, There's the red book prediction right, right there. Yeah.
0: Boom. There you go. All right. So uh, he's about to answer the question: uh, How many troops do we need on the ground?
12: There is very little we can do. How many ground troops would it take? I think it would take 100,000. Oh, and that will simply wow. does not exist here, and it doesn't exist in the, in the other coalition why countries. Why doesn't it exist, there? Um, it exists on, the other coalition countries being Western Europe, is what I'm primarily oh, okay. talking about. Yeah, the,
4: the U.S. has the most powerful military in the world, and we're joined by some of the most You're powerful biased. forces in the region to get rid of ISIS. So I think a lot of people look at this and say, why can't we get rid of them? And also... There is now, there is still a 26-year-old woman that is being, American American. woman, that is being held by them. What will we
12: do? Um, You know, there's two two possible things we can do here, right? One is go after the leadership... (laughs) Um, take out the leadership. This is a hierarchical organization, a small leadership. That would make a difference. That is very hard to do because you have to know where they're going to be at a particular time.
0: That seems like total bullshit from everything I've read about them, that they're really well distributed out, that they, that they kind of just act on their own. That they're Yeah, not even, I mean,
3: and they're not connected. And, you know, it's like, oh, all right, I'm going to go and join ISIS, ISIL. Um, yes. And I'm just going to go to the recruitment post and yeah. just go. No, it doesn't work like we that. We do
0: have a funny video about uh, the 17-year-old girls that uh, have tried <laughs> to join ISIS in the overtime folder. That
12: takes very, very good intelligence. That's being worked on, but there's no answer today because if there was an answer today, we would have done it yesterday. Yeah. Um, the other is what I talked about earlier is to put troops on the ground, and there is not a stomach for that.
5: Would we Will be to willing be- to spend $10 billion in,
2: in terms of uh, to induce somebody to talk?
12: Um, to talk and tell us where somebody yeah, is? Yeah. Sure, I think the United States would be willing to spend a lot of money and a lot of resources to find this American woman, for example. Um, and I'm sure that everything is being done. But it's difficult to do. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Ten – oh, I'm sorry, A 100,000 troops is what he said it would call.
3: 100,000. 100,000. Ne- you know, and I always wonder, you know, obviously with uh, the military facing – deep cuts on uh, personnel and oh, that's, going, that's and out the window. Nope, that's no, out the we, window. we cannot afford at this juncture, Chris, to make those cuts. We need to make sure we reinstitute that funding uh, for the years to come. Cause we have to fight this war on ISIS, Chris.
0: Got to. Uh, can I show you, I want to show you a little bit of this video. Um, it's a little better for those of you watching the video version, but uh, hopefully you'll get a little bit on the audio version Uh, This is one of the towns uh, that uh, we have dropped bombs on to get it back from ISIS. This is the success story that they just referred to in that last clip. I want to give you a little idea of what success looks like when we win against ISIS.
1: ABC News exclusive where those strikes it would seem have helped drive out the terrorists tonight one ISIS stronghold now deserted ISIS fleeing and ABC News the first American team on the ground giving us a first-hand look at what's left after those U.S. airstrikes ABC's Alex Marquardt showing us what he found.
11: Today, we enter the gates of Kobani to get a rare look at the front lines of America's war against ISIS. Look at that. This once bustling Syrian city now has craters 15 feet deep, unexploded shells scattered everywhere. This is what the aftermath of four months of heavy fighting looks like. Entire city blocks leveled to the ground and all around destruction as far as the eye can see. Wow. The empty streets unnervingly quiet. Around some corners, the stench of death hanging in the air.
0: More in the overtime folder if you wow. want to watch it. But yeah, that's what, that's what success looks like. It looks pretty bad, doesn't it? So Chase, I think with that funk above us, it is time, my friend, that we end, end on, a on a high note. Time to end on a high note, Chase. Yes. yes we have a few things to cover. Uh, should we start with this clip of the Surgeon General talking? Yeah, in- this
3: is this is something that I discovered earlier today, and I swear I should have made a Red Book prediction on this. Yeah, because I would never have dreamed in my wildest imaginations that the Surgeon General of the United States of America would come out and say these and
4: things. Mr. Surgeon General, while we have you here, I want to get you on the record about whether you support the legalization of marijuana and what concerns do you have.
5: Well, marijuana is an interesting story that's unfolding in our country right now. And, I, and we have you know, had a long history of discussion around the benefits and, and risks of marijuana. We have experiments that are going on in many states right now where medical marijuana has been legalized. And in at least a few states where it has been legalized even we, for we recreational use. We know all of that.
4: Use. We want to know your mm-hmm. position. Boo! Wow!
5: Boo! What is going on with Nora?
4: Nora, Look at her.
0: When you're talking about pot with Nora, Nora takes that serious. You're going to answer me. We've watched a lot of Nora. I have never seen Nora push back like that. Boom.
4: Boom. That We want to know your position, Mr. Surgeon General, with all due respect.
5: Yes, well, I, you know, my position is that we have, to, we have to see what the science tells us about the efficacy of marijuana. And I think we're going to get a lot more data on that. We have some preliminary data showing that for certain medical conditions and symptoms that marijuana can be helpful. So I think that we have to use that, that data to drive policymaking. And I'm what? very interested to see where that data
11: takes
4: us. Dr. Vivek Murthy, we thank you doing your first live interview with us here on CBS. Good to Thank see you, so you sir. Thank
3: uh, you so much. Shortly after this interview, the White House administration took the
0: doctor out back. I'm going to go see if I can find that. I'm so proud of Nora. It's where it has been it really
4: the cool. We know of the all of that. We want to know right your here. position, Mr. Surgeon General. All of that. We want to know hmm. your position, Mr. Surgeon General, with all due respect.
0: Good for you, Nora. Keep it up. Wow. Keep it up. Now, if you could do it from other things that actually matter, that'd be really good. <laughs> uh, we also have quite a few things to cover in uh, the uh, the show notes. Uh, one one thing I just wanted to touch on is uh, the Silk Road mastermind, Ross er- Erricht, I think is how you say his name, uh, he has been found guilty on all seven charges. Just play a quick clip about the uh, Silk Road mastermind, uh, just to kind of uh, note this moment. That happened today. You
13: know, this. this. This is is such an important victory, I think, for the feds uh, because they were really holding Silk Road, which was known as the eBay of drugs, if you would, and all bad things, up as an example. Um, The fact that they got uh, a conviction here, does that serve as any kind of deterrent to future websites that are trying to do similar things?
14: Yeah, I think absolutely a lot of people um, were watching this case closely. Uh, it does serve as, I think, a, a victory for uh, for the FBI to show that even in the parts of the web where you really think you're operating anonymously, that there are ways that law enforcement can get to you. And he made a few
1: mistakes, though, right? I mean, because there there are ways to operate fairly anonymously. Uh, on the internet, he made some pretty rookie errors, right?
14: Yeah, that's what the uh, that's what the FBI was saying during the trial. They were able to uh, to trace into a Gmail account. There was um, there was some question about exactly how the FBI got access to the Silk Road servers themselves. Uh, that stuff did not come out into the trial. It was it was ruled inadmissible in pretrial and um, in some pretrial debate. Mm-hmm. But so th- there were yeah. In my opinion, unfortunately, that was I, I was
0: hoping out of everything that came out of this trial. We would learn how they de-anonymized some of the Silk Road servers on Tor because that's a pretty important piece and they were able – the FBI was able to successfully keep that out of court. A number
14: of ways that they got at at Ross.
13: So what's interesting here is is he was operating on what's known as the Tor network, right, Mm -hmm. which is basically an Internet system that is unlike what you and I would normally be using. It's a much more anonymous system actually created by the government. um, And people can go on this and operate pretty much anonymously using... uh, currency payments like Bitcoin, for example, which I know you've done a lot of reporting on that, so that it's easier to sort of transact in this parallel universe without a lot of oversight. Um, Since they cracked down on Silk Road, Silk Road 2.0, has come about as well as a series of other sites. Uh and one of the complaints the government has made is that it's incredibly difficult in this Tor universe to go after some of these guys.
14: Yeah, absolutely. I mean their Tor, as you said, it's a tool for anonymous internet browsing, the Silk Road, you had to use Tor, you had to use Bitcoin. So it really was set up to be anonymous. Um and the fact that the government managed to, you know, Find out who is behind this anyway, even though, as you said, they probably made some mistakes. Does show that you know there are tools that that are being used here, and it's it's, it's sort of an arms race between the people who are trying mm-hmm. to remain anonymous and between the government who's going to try to uncover them.
3: Yeah. That being said, you know I I, I really still think in you know being anonymous and, and having the ability to use tools like Tor, if you you know want to possibly browse a shady site, you know to have those abilities to mm-hmm. do that and. Mm-hmm. To automatically assume it's used for all negative and uh, you know, illegal behavior is just you know ludicrous, in my opinion.
0: Chase, uh, when we first started talking about the legalization of cannabis in Washington State, yeah, uh, we talked about initially how some of the local cities uh, were like we, they didn't want to be involved, and one of the things we said is if if the state started sharing a little of that money, if they share a piece of that pie, then they'd want to get involved, right? Well, we're actually starting to see something develop around that now, aren't yeah,
3: we? Yeah, so basically, the state of Washington, uh, some of the legislators are thinking that you know hey if uh we get more outlets out there more stores out there and that'll give us more revenue we're going to return some of that revenue back to those cities so right now there's some bills that have been introduced in both houses in the state uh that would share a chunk of the marijuana tax revenue with cities and counties but only if they allow approved marijuana businesses in their jurisdiction, so for example, in our neck of the woods, there's a few cities out here that said, "You know what? We know, <laughs> we know the will of the people, but we don't want to have our city to have that image." Right. Uh, so you know, they pulled the plug, and the, you know they're not doing that. And the state yeah. has said they can do that. There's been lawsuits; they've been held. up. Uh, held you know, up.
0: they do something like this in Colorado now to some success. Yeah. So that makes sense. Not
3: all cities have pulled the trigger on it, obviously, yeah. because then they want it. They, they don't want to be seen as hypocritical, going, "Oh, well, now that you're getting money." But to be fair, you know, a lot of police, you know, they're saying, "Well, if we have to enforce this, uh, you know, and, and really enforce the really top end illegal activity of drugs and things, we should be getting a cut of this revenue." And so,
0: and just as a follow up on that DC story, where uh, DC had uh, medical marijuana legalized, right? yeah, they had
3: an initiative, yeah. and it passed that initiative. It
0: did passed, but then it was defunded.
3: That's right, because in D.C., since it's not a state, all that stuff goes through Congress. Right. um, And because of that, so it got defunded. uh, So what happened?
0: They cut it out. They nixed it from the funding. However, uh, Obama's uh, budget that he has submitted uh, actually refunds it.
3: That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Back, it, 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 is it is the in there. It is inside there. So yeah. you peeps in D.C., you might be getting your recreational weed pretty
0: soon. Meanwhile, here in uh, Seattle, uh, we're celebrating uh, the introduction of uh, the area's first pot vending machine. Ooh, look at that. That's I don't pretty. know about this. Really? Did you hear
3: the con- uh, the controversy around it Wait, lately? they
0: can sell beverages in Washington State now?
3: Uh, or is that
0: or is that a demo screen? Oh, uh, maybe because if you're just buying the flour, I mean, yeah. whatever. Well, let is.
3: me let me tell. Well, first, uh, some people, you, you know, when you go to a store, sometimes you just want to hassle with anybody. You just want to get in there, you want to buy something and leave, um, and not have to talk to people. <laughs> so maybe that's what's going on here. But that's yeah, true. I don't know if you heard about the controversy, but they uh, in in this machine, um, they put in uh, a strain called Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I've heard of that. Well, there might be a potential copyright lawsuit from Girl wow. Scouts of America. Wow, the Girl Scout cookie and,
0: strain's been around for a long right. time. Right.
3: And uh, actually a spokesperson I was uh, I was reading an article about that he's like, you know, there's over 4,000 strains, some called Michael Phelps, yeah. some called Girl Scout cookies, Snoop. Uh, there's there's, we, a,
0: there's a lot of copyright issues there.
3: And we've never run into an issue. Um and so they reached Maybe out they to the girl, they reached out to the Girl Scouts and right now they haven't commented.
0: Keep us updated, Chase. I would say... I, I You're would, our chief correspondent on the scene, okay?
3: I would say this. I would say this. It'd be stupid for the Girl Scouts to say no to this because they got to realize that the more Girl Scout cookie streams that they sell, the more cookies that people can buy. And by the way... Uh, support your local Girl Scout troop because cookie sales are just around the corner. That's
2: how we go. Uh, that's how we roll. <laughs> All right,
0: Mr. Chase, I like it.
3: Ah, uh, yes. It's always good to end on a high note. It
0: is. You know, another good
3: place? you know what another good place to end at is the Unfilter subreddit page at unfiltered.reddit.com. This is where you can go. Hey, oh, I like it. And submit stories. Obviously, some big stuff in here. Yeah, there's uh, the Silk
0: Road story you can read up more on. Uh, also, if you, for some reason, wanted to watch the burning of that Jordanian pilot, that's linked in there. Yes. That's also in the supporters' sync. if you want to see it. There's other stuff in the clip, too, so it's not just barbaric crap. You know, we need a theme
3: for this page. There's over 1,793 of you who support us on this page. <laughs> I know there's one out there who's very creative hopefully, in that, so hopefully. let us know and reach out.
0: Hey, Chase, have you heard about this new communications platform called Twitter? I thought it was called Jitter. Oh, I should check that out. Okay. Yeah. In the meantime, you might check out Twitter. Twitter.com slash Chris L S is where you can Boop! find me. That's right.
3: That's a nice looking. Uh, look at you, Mount you Rainier, Mount near, near and uh, near are you around. tweeting these days? I do the tweeting thing. You what? can find me over at at Nunes. Oh, buddy. N u n e s. I'm gonna have to change that you soon. Are, but buddy. I gotta say that is one of the best pictures ever. I love it. I I, I know. I know it's kind of weird to talk about yourself like that, but I I think that's, that's a, no, that's
0: it's great. A, yeah. That's Is that the uh, it or the what is uh, that, that called? <laughs> What do they call that not slink Oh a, no, it's a snuggy. It's Snuggie. The, the snuggy. Snuggie. Snuggie. Yeah, snuggie. you got yeah. the snuggy. You yeah. wear you have a snuggy. That's right. Huh. Well, you do any podcasts these days? I so? do,
3: you know, talking about that mine uh, the uh the the Minecraft. the the Minecraft thing. We did yeah. a, a special by the way. A tragic tragic break with the what? Seahawks at the Super Bowl. Oh, I know, but man. But obviously in, in spirit of the 12th man, and the, and the Patriots as well. We had our community create beautiful dude, football dude, stadiums dude, in Minecraft. Oh, cool, so uh, we have a special about that. You can check that out.
0: There you go. GeekGamer.tv. TV. Don't forget, the Unfiltered show is live on a Wednesday. Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. Get that converted to your local time zone. We'd love to have you join us live and hang out in our chat room.
3: That's right. Every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, we get the show rolling, sometimes a lot earlier. Chris gets it rolling, and we love to have <laughs> There's you.
0: There's always some pre-show there. You can join us and uh, watch some of that. It's tasty. You miss out on some
3: shenanigans like uh, uh, chasingyourface.tk. Probably, probably. That's right. All right,
0: everybody. Thanks so much for this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here. Next week. week. All right, Mr. J. It's going to be a hard one to title, I think. I know,
3: but I know that the chat room is going to come through by going over to jbtitles.com. Wow. And
0: 117 titles.
3: What? Yeah. All right, so now we have a lot of titles.
0: The ISIS next door. We
3: funny. need you guys to help raise one to the top. So now head over there and vote.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got to make this happen. Oil rig. Yeah, I know, Eric.
3: By the way, I know. Yeah. That's I, all right, know. That's I know, all right. John. Eh, Oil up your gun. He's probably listening in the car.
0: Fire up Air Jordan. All right, JBtitles.com. We got to go boat. This is about as serious as chase is getting more serious than this.
3: It's serious here in the situation room.
0: We are in the situation room, and we need everybody to go boat right now. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. So I hurt myself. You hurt yourself? What would you do now, man? Well, I was uh, wrestling with my wife, which I do sometimes. Uh, did,
3: did oil, was oil involved? No, this was,
0: this was, be- <laughs> this was pre-shenanigans. This oh, okay. was like pre-show shenanigans. Oh, oh,
3: pre-show oh, Okay. Yeah, you right. get my
0: drift, you get my drift, right? It's like pre-show yeah, 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 shenanigans.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, so anyways, like I'm climbing over her leg.
4: Oh,
3: I like this. All right, yeah. All right, and, so you're climbing uh, over her leg, yeah.
0: And yeah. like something twists and like it goes up. It like pushes like my parts up all right, all right. under my rib cage. Oh,
3: thank you for saying that rib cage part because up until that point I'm it showing could have sounded. You on yeah, my but body but you remember
0: Theater of the Mind, man. Theater of the Mind. Showing you my body, so uh, I don't want to see your body. Pushes, it pushes it like it like it felt like I popped a rib out. Uh huh. And now I got like a lump. Oh no! And every time I breathe deep and stuff, it hurts. You have a bruised
3: or a cracked rib. Oof! And if you uh, seriously that you either have a bruised or a cracked rib.
0: Well, it doesn't, or a Bruce Diver. How friend. do I know if it's cracked?
3: Uh, let me punch you. For, no, no i mean like, I can press on it. Oh, man. Hey, you have Obamacare, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: JVTitles.com. Uh,
3: and, by, and by the way, thank you for bringing up the rib part because theater of the mind here, people were like, wait no, a minute, where, you, where are you going with that, no, Chris? No, they were not. Yes, they were.
0: Oil rigged is pretty good. We could go with oil. Is that our lead story?
3: Uh, it w- it was our lead story. Well, it was you know, a top t- story, yeah, yeah, it was. I'm, I'm refer- Oh, the ISIS next door or oil rig, both are good titles. I like them both.
0: Yeah, I do too. They're both very very good. Yeah.
3: So I so I tell you what, you guys, Russian aggression. We're, we're going to give you guys a couple minutes here to get your votes in, and then we're going to go with the top vote together because I think these these are both good. Yeah, these are both good. Yeah, we haven't had this in a while.
0: Yeah,
3: so, yeah. Uh, we're going to truth here of uh, you guys picking out something good.
0: I hope, I hope. You
3: you know, Chris, with all this, uh, you know, all these, you know, high note stories and, you know, obviously there's a lot happening here in Washington State and there's a lot happening in Colorado and there's more states coming up online, you know, Nebraska and Florida and D.C. and California is going to have a vote soon. Yep. And, you know, obviously Alaska just legalized for, I think, for medical, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. I'm, I'm wondering if we, we should take our high notes and maybe kind of... Make it a whole show? I don't know. I think we should.
0: Mm, it's funny. We've thought of that before. I know. Mm. We have. I mean, I well, wonder I wonder what
3: the chat room thinks
0: about that. So you guys think the oil was the best part of the show? You think oil was... The, what? Are you saying we're best at the beginning? We peaked at the, at the beginning?
3: <laughs> Most guys do peak at the beginning.
0: Uh, uh, crude Intentions. Oh, we can go with oil rigged. That's fine.
3: Oil rigged. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, because we talked about the strike. We talked about the fluctuations in the prices. We talked about Saudi Arabia. So, what do you think, Chase? I like it. I like like, them both. You think they earned it? They earned it very good today because we got, like you said, 118 votes.
9: 118? All right, all right. You got
8: an an advocate.
3: Oh, yes. Oh yeah. Any big plans for the weekend?
0: We're gonna be doing a lot of uh, dad time with the kids this weekend.
3: Oh, but you know that's a good thing, man. We so yeah,
0: we pre-recorded a Linux Action Show for Sunday, but we're gonna still be in studio doing some test stuff. Ooh, oh, ooh new things bomb. happening.
7: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it still it should be good. It should be a good weekend.
5: It
3: should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yep, yep. Wow. I'm gonna be nursing a sore rib.
3: You know, rub some oil on it, it'll make you feel better. What kind of oil? I'll show you later.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us, patrons. We really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Oh, for you guys
3: totally rock. Thank you so much for supporting our show. And if you haven't done so yet, tell at least one friend who doesn't know about us. Oh. Seriously. Whoa.
0: Oh. Okay. Just one person. That's yeah, all I ask. That's good. One. Yeah. Make sure they're smart, though.
3: Yes, they, <laughs> they have to be smart.
0: All right. Thanks for joining us, patrons and live streamers.
3: Yes. Well, it's time to hit the showers. See you
7: guys. See you next week. Bye.